Welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pareca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pareca here, and as always, I am joined by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful Ease podcast. You can find the Peaceful Ease podcast and all things Peaceful Ease online at peacefulease.com. That is the website. You can also email us with any questions, comments, ideas, anything you'd like to share. We always love to hear from you. Podcast at peacefulease.com is the email address. Ela, it's so great to be back with you, and I'm super excited. Nicole Ehrenberg is back today for an unprecedented fourth time on Peaceful Ease, the first time we've had a guest four times other than you and I, of course. So I'm really excited about that. And I love listening to the interviews you do with Nicole. She brings so much awesome content to the table, so much expertise, wisdom. What she does too is she takes subject matter and makes it super easy to understand and apply to your own life. So I really love that aspect as well. But today, the topic that you talk about with her is something that we can all take something from. And that's the topic of stress. So I actually chose this topic because we are approaching the end of the month. And, you know, we started the year with New Year's resolutions and big dreams and goals. And I thought some of us may be struggling with some of these resolutions and the feelings of falling behind and not being able to keep up with everything we wanted to can create this stress on top of the usual stress we have. So I thought this would be a good time to discuss about the impact of stress and what stress is and how it plays on us and actually what it does to us. So here is Nicole answering my questions about a very fundamental topic and I hope you will benefit from listening to this episode and if you have any questions please get in touch with us or get in touch with Nicole directly at youchangeug.com. So today we have Nicole Ehrenberg as a guest again. If you're interested in, in her work and if you've been listening to her please visit her website at youchangeug.com. youchangeug.com. And today's topic is stress. And I think it's a topic that we could have an entire podcast around it, really. It's a long, long topic, and there are so many different aspects to it. But I wanted to ask Nicole what to do when we feel overwhelmed. We can be overwhelmed by the expectations of others, by lacking of things like lack of time, lack of money. We can be overwhelmed with health issues, with families, with our jobs, especially in the US. Many people are working at two or three jobs and it creates this tension and it creates this kind of downward spiral sometimes in our lives, sometimes in our health. How can we deal with this and what are the steps we can take? And maybe first of all, Nicole, 
what is stress? What do we mean by stress? Do people understand different things when we say stress? I say it's not only that they experience different things. It is unique. Like the fingerprint you have, so different from each other is the personal experience of stress. It is always that people are, in a way, emotionally uh, have their own patterns. And so they have multiple triggers that bring them into stress. So we can't compare one person to the other on one hand. But on the other hand, humankind has all the same factors <laughs> and similar experience. So that we come to some concept behind that. <laughs> and we can talk about that, of course. I think it's important to acknowledge that Every single individual has their own pattern. And we also seem to have endless variety of symptoms when it comes to stress. And when these symptoms arise, what is the best way of dealing with it? What is the first step we can take? The first step we could take is to realize that there is no other reason for symptoms than stress. Because what stress is, is in the basic understanding, it is coming from fear. If we wouldn't have any fear, there would be no stress. Stress is the active expression of fear. So that means we have to realize that if we have body symptoms, that they are showing us how uh, we develop patterns to deal with stress. Yeah, And then we have weak points. One has it in the guts, the other one has headache, the next one has itchy skin or whatever. So that shows us how our system is dealing with the stress in life. And um, so that is the first point we can do, that we say if we have body reactions, okay, they, everything that is not joy is coming somehow from stress. And if you feel depressed or overwhelmed or stressed out or whatever, then the emotional response to all that happens. And if we uh, start to have really mental issues in the meaning of we forget everything and we can't concentrate properly and all these symptoms we have on the mind level, then there is a very high degree of stress already in our life. And then there's this stress arising from stress. So we feel these symptoms, we see the issues, and we see the stress related to that, and that stresses us further. That's true. And then we start the spiral, and it's going up or down. Some are going into more into depression because they don't want to feel that anymore. Those people are going mainly into the direction of a depressive episode. And the other ones are going into aggression. That means they want to beat it, they want to fix it, they want to do something about it, and that's stressing them even more as well. So the first thing that we need, meet stress in a healthy way, is acceptance. We have to look at it and say, okay, wait a moment. Here is something causing stress in my life. That is so, because the symptoms are very clear. And now we have to understand the context. If we don't go there and just wanting to deal with it in a, one way or the other, we are not looking for the cause of it. So we will never meet 
the reason why we have stress and so we can't do anything about it. So some of our listeners may be saying right now, well, I have these issues. I work at two different jobs and I have a family to raise and the kids school and, and other health issues. Everything is aligned. How is acceptance going to help me? I mean, I'm already aware of these. Okay, I accept these. How is this going to help me now? <laughs> acceptance is meant that you say, okay, all these demands of life are there, okay, but for me it's too much and something is not okay here. This is the point where our acceptance has to start, that we accept that we are somehow not okay with our daily routines also, that there has to happen something. And as long as we are fighting the stress, we can't change anything. We can't say, okay, perhaps I ask the neighbor if they could pick up my kids for football or whatever sports in the afternoon so that I gain half an hour more, for example, to clean up the house or whatever. You can't come to a solution if you don't accept that you are in a situation that you have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the problem is for many people, because saying that it's too much for me, it's almost not allowed. We don't see that. We, it's if like we are not supposed to ever not be enough. And the fear to lose the attention and acknowledgement from other people is so strong because in the first year of our lives, we would not survive without loving attention. So this program is deeply engraved in all of us. So that is exactly true what you said, that we have to allow ourselves to say, no, sorry, that's too much for me here. Mm -hmm. And this is the first step we have to take. And I also think there's like a social aspect to stress, like having lived in Los Angeles and London and Istanbul, I feel like in these cities, everyone is so busy. You feel like you to fit in, you have to be busy and stressed. Yes, it's somehow... Sharing this experience is uniting. <laughs> so you have a relate to saying, yeah, everyone nowadays is busy and stressed out. So I'm one of them. But this is not healthy. And we are talking about societies that are stressed out. And of course, that's not healthy because um, then the performance of the country can depend on all these people. And if they are permanently stressed out, they are going into burnout as well. Mm-hmm. And how would you address if somebody thinks unless they're stressed, they can't function? Yes, that's a typical misunderstanding people have. They use something that is burdening them into the fuel of their action. That means they tried to somehow dislabel it or change the label of the same stuff into something positive in order to make it bearable. And this is causing burnouts the whole day long, you know? If you look into those people who really have breakdowns and can't hold it anymore, they mostly did it that way because they just turned it around. That's not true. It's just to make it bearable and it won't last long. It's like redressing a problematic kid or something, you know, it doesn't matter which dress you put on, the issues are still there, no? <laughs> yeah. Okay, after the awareness, what's, what's, what comes next? You have to look into yourself if you have some optimism for life or if you are somebody who is always expecting the worst. Yeah? And uh, to regain some healthy optimism would be good. Yeah? To, to realize, I think I'm able to cope with stuff and I'm able to change things and it will turn out for the better if I do. There is a solution. I just have to find it. 
Yeah, things like that would help you to really take the opportunity to change it. As long as you are, oh no, it's meaningless. I will never manage, and it's life is like that, and uh, you have to go through and just cope with it, and all those perodes, you know, to bear it. They are not helpful. So coming back to an optimism, oh yeah, there's always a way. There might be this little silver stripe on the horizon. That would be a good approach to open up your mind for a solution. Mm-hmm. I like it because what you said about acceptance was very grounding. Like just accept the fact that you are feeling like overwhelmed and that it's too much for you. That's like a grounding feeling to say, okay, this is right now too much for me. But then you don't sink into that ground with saying that with optimism, you kind of lift up a bit saying, okay, there's always hope. I can still manage this and that. I can take care of a few things, maybe not everything simultaneously, but it's like a good balance between the two. Yes. And then the next step is really to have a proper look at what solutions might be possible. And perhaps you don't find it at once. You can talk with friends or with family. Uh, how could we change something? Can we find some other approach to organize ourselves or so? Whatever that might be. But from the point of having the acceptance, being a little bit in that optimism back, you can find solutions. And this orientation in life, looking for solutions, is bringing you out of the victim story of, oh, I'm so stressed. You know, if you like yourself and being the victim and and getting attention for that, that would be a trap. You have to leave that trap of gaining attention by being the victim. And let me tell you, it's much more powerful to see I can do something about it. I'm the master here in my life. And I bring stuff forward. So leaving this trap of victim story in combination with an orientation into solutions, not into the problem, that would be really giving you a boost forward. And you're talking about a major perspective change here from that victimhood to I can do this, I can manage this. How do we create this change? In understanding that thinking about ourselves we couldn't do just a thought. We have to realize that this is a belief system holding us back. It is not life itself or people or circumstances. It is what we think about it, that we keep ourselves caught up in our victim story and that it is only our mind that has to open up for another possibility to step out of that. Mm-hmm. And that requires perhaps, because if we are used to victim stories, then we know the pros and cons of that strategy. But for a new strategy to take over our minds and hearts, we will have to discover the pros and cons or be open to discovering the pros and cons of that strategy, which requires some courage. Yes, Without courage, nobody will go out there and face the world every day. So at least a little bit of courage is inherent in every person. Mm-hmm. And I trust that, that our listeners will know if they are true with themselves that they have some courage. Otherwise, they wouldn't listen to a podcast like that. Mm-hmm. And inspiring information that it is possible. So if they trust themselves a little bit, because everyone has managed difficult situations in life already. And to say, yes, I can do a fundamental 
a shift here if I open up. What is it for me that I trust I could do? It is not that we are saying you have to solve it like this or that or you have to move the world around, you know. It's just that you are aware of your own power that you decide on how you deal with your own thoughts. So can you give us a kind of practice? Let's assume in a moment of stress, I caught myself, you know, I feel my heart is racing, I'm short of breath or I'm breathing very shallowly and I'm in the midst of this chaos in my mind. What can I do right then? The moment you realize that, the first thing is to breathe properly. Really to stand still for a couple of seconds and it doesn't take long. It is not about meditation practice and whatnot, but it's all good, of course. Yeah, But you can't spontaneously take a yoga lesson in the midst of the chaos. <laughs> so what you can stand still and to stand upright and to really straighten up your back to lose your jaw and to make sure that your knees are loose as well, that you are not have stiff legs. And breathe in and breathe out as long as you can. That moment gives relaxation on the body level. And under stress, we are tense in our muscles and our stomachs and whatnot. So this moment of one or two deep breaths in between will release a lot of tension out of the body. And if the body is a little bit more relaxed, then other thoughts can come up. Because we stopped for a moment, we just hit the pause button and say, wait a moment, take a deep breath and then say, what's going on here? And the crucial thing now is that you really describe what is it that you come to the actuality and not what your imagination is. If I'm not managing to get all this stuff fixed and so on, then this and that happened. No, what is it? What right now is on your table? What is it that you have to do? You have to pick up your kids from school, for example, or you have to finish that project today. Okay, but what is it exactly and what is necessary to do so? If you come back to the actuality, you leave the stressful um, idea. It's only an idea and fear-driven. What bad things might happen if not? Because this is causing the stress. And not the what is, but the what if is giving the stress, not the what is. Yeah, beautifully said, Nicole, because I really feel in some ways stress doesn't exist. It's not something solid that we can grasp or it's not a particular event that is stressful. I mean, there can be such events, but most of the time in our day-to-day -day lives, we experience small events that create huge stress in our lives. So in some ways, I feel like stress doesn't exist. But in other ways, I feel like stress is connected to everything. And when you said stress is just an idea, that was the moment like which kind of explained this theory for me that in some ways it's there and it's connected to so many things. It's connected to our, for example, self-confidence that we can do things or optimism or self-awareness or accepting our emotions. But in other ways, it doesn't exist because it's not an event out there mostly that creates the stress. It's our perception of it. Yes. And sometimes it's a result of our formally taking decisions. If we decide to take on five projects and we have only time for three, then that's causing stress as well. But then we have to ask ourselves, why did I say yes to five projects if I know that I only can manage three? So there might be some structure in us 
that needs more uh, proper attention to solve that issue that might be related to self-confidence or whatever, and the idea of having to fulfill every expectation out there, because then it is really leading back to ourselves again that we took the decision to say yes to something and not these projects came to us uh, and we couldn't do anything about it. Here, again, leaving the victim story. I took the decision, so I have the consequences. What can I do about it? Mm -hmm. Giving two projects back, for example. But I can't come to the idea. Or ask other people, you know, uh, to, to say, okay, I'm not the only one in life who experiences that. Perhaps there are other people out there who can support me in something. Yeah? We are never alone with our stuff. Yeah? And a little bit of network orientation in our daily life might be causing nice connections with other people as well. We can support each other and we can use synergies because if we help each other, we release stress for both sides. Absolutely. And it's funny, I just want to kind of wrap up with this kind of small story. You know, I told you before we started uh, recording that I'm not as capable of feeling stress as I used to be. Um, and I think that here's one example. I was listening to this book and the main character in the book was stressed because uh, he was expecting a bonus. So he went to buy some, you know, TV and a new iPhone and all that. And the bonus wouldn't come. The company got shut down or something. And I smiled and I thought, well, why not return the television and the telephone back? <laughs> And I think that tells about my mindset that, like, at any cost, I avoid stress. Instead, the character in the books looked for a second job and found an urgent, like, replacement job as a waiter and all that. And the story was, of course, more interesting because if it was like me, the book would have finished at that point. <laughs> But this shows, like, how our choices also create stress, that he had to work for those items that he purchased, just recently purchased, extra, extra hours, whereas he didn't even think of the option of returning those items, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice story. <laughs> yeah, so Nico, thank you so much for coming. I hope you will join us again in the future. I have always more and more questions and topics that I would love to discuss with you. And thank you for your endless wisdom and being so open to anything I throw at you, any question, any topic, and you know, joining us so often. Thank you very much. I thank you for the opportunity and love to talk to you, Ella. Thank you. Ela, another fantastic conversation you had with Nicole. I mean, stress is something that, I, as you mentioned before, you know, just when you introduced the interview, it's something that going into the new year, I think it, it's something we can all focus more on. And just taking what Nicole shared about stress and about, you know, how we hide stress and all of those things can really help us unload the burden that we carry around with us a lot of the times and that weighs us down. So thank you so much for this topic. Thank you so much for doing the interview. Brilliant job as always. Yeah, and I actually chose that topic because we are approaching the end of the month. And, you know, we started the year with New Year's resolutions and big dreams and goals. And I thought some of us may be struggling with some of these resolutions. And the feelings of falling behind and not being able to keep up with everything we wanted to can create this stress. 
on top of the usual stress we have. So I thought this would be a good time to discuss about the impact of stress and what stress is and how it plays on us and actually what it does to us. So here is Nicole and answering my questions about a very fundamental topic and I hope you will benefit from listening to this episode and if you have any questions please get in touch with us or get in touch with Nicole directly at youchangeug.com. Yeah she's been on four times and I've learned so much every time so I think she has an open invitation and from my estimation anyway to be on Peaceful East and I love listening to your conversations because your interview skills just keep getting better and better and better and you're It's just so fascinating to sit and listen to. So thank you for all you do. Nicole, thank you for all you do. And listeners, thank you for being here and being part of this experience right along with us. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pereca. Thank you for listening once again. And we will talk to you on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.